Hello and welcome to therapy. So as the title suggests, I'm going to be talking about the Netflix limited series called When They See Us. I want to preface this by saying there could be spoilers, but this is not a recap. I'm not going to I'm not going to discuss it play by play, step by step. The purpose of my podcast is to speak about my life as well as current events through the lens of mental health. So that's the that's the uh, perspective that I bring to this. Um, there may be additional episodes. It just really depends on where I decide to take this. And the first place that I wanted to take to take it was I immediately I, I've known about the Central Park Five for a very long time. This is not a new story to me whatsoever. So um, I'll start by saying that. But as far as this particular series is concerned, the first thing that I thought about, and I've watched it twice now, um, I thought about all of the boys that were in the park and then I took it even further, all the boys that were in the city, the area, the state, the country, so on and so forth. And the reason I bring this up is if you look at comments from various videos about the movie, you'll see people leave comments saying, you know, I was 13 back when this happened. Um, I grew up in Brooklyn. You'll see comments. I was, I was 16. I'm, I grew up in Alabama and this story, um, you know, uh, affected me. And you'll see, you'll see people from all over, all over who have stories about how that story impacted them. And whether it's on a personal level emotionally, but nine times out of 10, what they mean by it affecting them, they're talking about it affected how their parents um, and the adults in their lives reared them and raised them. That's what they're alluding to. And so you have a story that seemingly happened hundreds of miles away from them. And yet it had a direct impact on how their parents parented them. And it's a, it's a shining example of the power of media. You can't, you, you, you can, I should say, you can imagine depending on who you are, but you can't imagine what level of anxiety that causes in the parent's mind, in the child's mind, who's who's um, at an age when they probably just want to have fun and be a kid. And yet you have a story like this that comes out and right away, just like that, it's gone. And they are plenty of removed from the scenario. 
you can't even, even if you compare it to, um, a teenager living in that area. So you go from, you know, a teenager on the other side of the country, um, who's, who are, whose parents heard this story to now think of the, the, the kids that live in and around Central Park and how much their lives are impacted. And I bring this up because mental health, like so many other things, is a very indirect, it can be very indirect. And the things that happen to other people can shape our own perception of ourselves. It can shape our own, it can change our own mental health and well-being. And it happens more often than not. It's part of the reason why the media is, is so dangerous because it will literally make you, um, it will give you anxiety. It will make you paranoid if you allow it. I can think back to, um, you know, when you think back to September 11th and around that time, um, even a few months or years after that with the DC sniper around that time, you think about events like that where it's rightfully so, it's played nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And it makes you feel afraid because you're constantly seeing those images to make you afraid. You're suddenly, maybe you didn't have um, a fear of flying and now you do. Maybe you, you didn't have a, a fear of going to the gas station for crying out loud. And now you do because you see it constantly, constantly on the TV screen about people getting um, shot at random. You have um, the, the elephant in the room. It's funny. I, I use that example. You have kids who are afraid to go to school because of the constant um the, the constant 24-7 news about school shootings. They're now afraid to go to school. They don't feel safe. So it's just, it's interesting. And, and I know it's been 30 years since the uh, Central Park Five, um, every, everything that occurred. But it's interesting that you'll probably see that come around again where this will Rightfully so, but it's scary that this will spark parents of this generation to now be fearful of their of their children um, going out alone and so on and so forth. Hopefully it will push them to understand the law and become more informed and not just fearful, but to say that it won't make people fearful is is an understatement. That's that's for sure. So that pretty much the when they see us starts out that way with with the kids running into the park, a whole bunch of kids running into the park. It starts out that way. And um you watch as 
they are arrested. You watch as they are go through the court process and the criminal justice process. You watch as they're incarcerated. You watch as they are um, released and go back home. You watch as one of uh, one of the boys uh, who was incarcerated the longest, Corey. You watch his ordeal. Um, they kind of went a little bit more in depth with with his ordeal. Um, you watch all those things occur, and with each part, with with each whatever you want to call it, section of of the movie. It um it triggers a different part of your emotions. And as many people have already said, I've I've seen comments um that have said this as well. If a limited series on a TV screen spawns that much emotion from you. Imagine what actually going through it would do to you. I'm not here um, to talk about uh, the facts of the case or innocent or guilty or, you know, because you'll see people talk about different. Well, this was this was um, not represented properly or that. I'm not here to discuss all of that. I'm just talking about what was presented in the series, but if you watch it, all you can say is, wow, if this makes me feel how I'm feeling, imagine what it would do if I actually endured it. And you find, you find as they are as they are booked, as they are, once they're arrested and and brought in for questioning, you can't help but to to feel frustrated for them and empathetic as well. Wondering how you would handle at that age under those circumstances, wondering how you would handle that kind of pressure. Then as they go through the court process and you see their families, I personally, um, there were, there were a lot of parts that, that stuck out to me, but you watched as You watched as their ordeal started to impact their families' lives. Before, during, and afterwards. And you see some of them who it brings them closer while others it totally rips apart totally totally rips apart 
And now as you see, now as you see them as men, men who are out in society, out doing things, um, many of them are fathers, they're now out in society with all of that trauma. And I think that for me was what I ultimately took from this limited series. Because as I said, I knew about the story of the Central Park Five. The, the, that part didn't surprise me. But as I took... A look at it from a mental health standpoint. I went, wow. These men are still standing. They exist in this world. They're amongst us. It's not just these five. They're not the only one. They're not the only people to have been incarcerated. Um... They're not the only people to have gone through the criminal justice system. And it was just a firm for someone dealing with depression, anxiety, where everything is so um, inward. Movies like this, although they are frustrating to watch, they're therapeutic for me because it, it pulls me out of my own mind and it reminds me of the darkness and the trauma that everyone around is walking around with. Doesn't mean that everyone is depressed or has anxiety. No, they might experience it here to, here and there, but it's not to say that everyone deals with the same thing but everybody deals with something and the title that they decided to go with instead of Central Park 5 to call it When They See Us it has so many different meanings they're talking about being black as a whole in general as Black men, black children. But it's also, it's also what we don't see in one another or what we choose not to see as well. It's also that. It's also who we, what we think of first when we see a person. It's all of that. It's so much all, it's it's all of that. And they have to walk around with all of those experiences 
Guilty, not guilty is one thing. It doesn't change what they've experienced. I don't see much debate about that. You can't change the the struggle of... Um, there's not much debate that, you know, they had trouble finding work once they got out or how they were treated or, you know, there's... There's people who argue their their innocence or their guilt, but those experiences they don't they don't just disappear because you get exonerated. And you kind of um it's just something I will keep in mind. I'll I'll, uh, probably elaborate more in another episode, but those experiences, they did a great job over those four parts, showing that this was more than just a guilty, not guilty verdict. It was their lives. And so... uh, I may um I may decide to expound on this in a different episode, but that's that's what I wanted to say for now. Um and as always, thank you for listening.